Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on with you, buddy? Oh man, living a roller coaster, man. It's been it's been a <laughs> it's been an interesting, emotional roller coaster weekend. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm making it, man. But I am gonna come out. I'm gonna come out on top though, man. You know what I'm That's saying? So I'm up. feeling good, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing good, man. Um you know what I'm saying? Same thing, man. Trying to get stuff done. Trying to get stuff out the way. Um, getting ready for the holidays. You know what I'm saying? Christmas coming up. So, got to do some uh, Christmas shopping. I'm going to do it at the last minute, like always. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Everything is uh, everything's smooth, though. I feel you, man. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm semi-done. Like, let's say I'm 90% done. There's a few things I need to Check on, but like really, all I really got left really is gift cards, man. Um, yeah, got to get the gift card game up. But other than that, man, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much done, man. So I just wanted to get get it out of the way. Um, so I pretty, I pretty much got it out of the way. So you know, it's gonna be what it is. That's what's up. That is what's up, man. So um. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? For everybody that don't listen to the show, or if you just now listen to the show, that's probably a better way to say it. Um, we got a segment that we do every Friday, man. We call it What We Watching, and that's basically where we give you, you know what I'm saying, like a little appetizer, an extra little tidbit on top of the episode, you know what I'm saying, to um, help you check out something new, or maybe, you know what I'm saying, something that you haven't seen in a while. So let's get into it. So what you got, man? All right, man. What I got is uh, something that I've already brought up before, but, man, I've been on it so heavy. Um, I just got to bring it again because I got more details, man. The Sopranos, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I am on season six now, episode four. Like, Sopranos is my my show that I watch, man. I mean, my pastime show that is just like – I can't stop watching it, yo. It's it's the weirdest show ever because it's like Tony is like such an asshole. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he's a very intriguing character and it's hard to stop watching him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like uh something that came up recently. Um he got shot by his uncle, right? Yeah. Um by accident. I would say accident because his uncle is going through Alzheimer's. And okay. so he's like he's keep bringing up that his Tony's dad, which has been dead for decades, saying that he's calling him and and like so he but you, know, you know how Alzheimer's work, you know what I'm saying? So he's all over the place. And like yeah. basically uh he was upstairs and Tony came in and he thought that somebody was in there trying to rob him and he shot Tony in the stomach. And so Tony been in the hospital and so he fell into a coma. Mm. And what's interesting and I thought was really dope about the writing was they would show him, you know, real time with his family, his family trying to, you know, because he, um, you know, in a coma. Mm-hmm. But they would flip over to where 
when he's dreaming because they tell you that people dream when they're in a coma. Right. So <laughs> like so in this dream, he's this Kevin Finland person or whatever. And it's like and I just wonder, like, it had me thinking, like, I wonder what people really be dreaming. Like, like, what is it like? I, I, I don't want to know. But I mean, yeah. like, what is it really like being in a coma? You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just like, is it just this constant dream that just continues and continues and continues and continues? Mm-hmm. But what it ended up being, like, it was a whole bunch of bullshit going on where he kept people. The way he put it was he grabbed the wrong bag at the airport and people think he's just Kevin Finnellan person or whatever. And what it ended up being at the end before he came out of his coma was um, his cousin ended up being like this doorman at this party. Uh, It was a family reunion. And so he was like, I got to take your bag so you can go in. And he was like, I'm kind of scared to give you the bag and I don't really want to go in. What it ended up being, if he would have walked through that door he would have died because it was heaven. Mm. It was like the doorway into heaven, but he didn't go through the door, so he ended up waking up out of his coma. So I thought that shit was kind of dope. But um, but the Sopranos, man, it's, it's a wild ass show, man. It just shows you like how these Italians, like how they live life, uh, like the rules of the mafia, and then the whole therapy thing. The whole therapy thing is really, is really interesting to to, to see against the a mobster going into therapy. And I just think that that's just a dope concept. And like the show now is in the year 2006, but it started in 99. But like we talked about this before, like we didn't talk about therapy back then like that. Right. Like therapy wasn't no cool thing. And cause he, he hid it for, I know for like two, three seasons, he hid the fact that he was in therapy. Like he didn't want anybody mm-hmm. to know, but then it ended up getting out. But I don't know, man. It's it's just it's just a very interesting show, man. Um, to watch. So uh, so my my what we watching, man. I'm 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 running through this um Sopranos, man. Cool, man. Cool. Um, so for me, um, I went back and watched the show. Oh, I watched the show called um Loiter Squad, and it's an old show. It's, it used to come on Adult Swim, um, late at night on Cartoon Network. But it's um it's basically a show that features Tyler the Creator and a group called Odd Future. So if anybody don't know about Odd Future, it's basically the group that Tyler Creator, Tyler the Creator had um when he first like got started off. <clears throat> so it's like um it's basically a show with like black teenagers, but like imagine them doing skits and stuff that like they would do on jackass so it's a mix of like skits pranks and all that kind of stuff but it's like but with a whole group of you know what I'm saying like young black teenage friends so the interesting thing that i went back when i went back and watched this um the interesting thing to me is is that in certain parts of certain episodes they show when tyler the creator and them do they um used to do their festival and it's called like Camp Flognar or something like that. I don't know if they still do it to this day, but at the time they was doing it. And it had hit me because I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm watching this and seeing everything going. And I'm like, yo, these niggas was like 17, 18 <laughs> with a whole fucking festival, a whole, a whole um carnival. Like they was doing like major stuff now, like the stuff that you see now. Like with festivals and everything like that. Like this was something that Tyler the Creator was already doing 
in like 2012, 2013, probably even before that. But like mm-hmm. this, it's just like this show just shows you just how big dude was at the time. And then like to now see him on his trajectory and where he is now, like I don't understand how nobody seen this coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude is dude has been making moves for a long time. But just watching him in this show and really seeing like his creativity, the type of you know what I'm saying, like the type of stuff that he would do, I understand why he's the artist that he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand why his music is is as good as it is. Because dude is like he's a real life creative. So like getting the chance to see him in this lane, like doing funny stuff, you know what I'm saying, like joking around, playing. Like, he got this one character, I forgot what dude's name is, but he like an old black dude, and he be talking about golf. So, <laughs> this nigga was at the golf course, and he was, you know what I'm saying, like, he going up to tee. So, he teeing off or whatever, and it's a white, it's like an older white dude that's standing there, he watching him, and he hit it, but it ain't go far. So, like, it went like a, a few yards and shit. So, he turned around to the white dude, he was like, you see that? Blasted that motherfucker. <laughs> Bro, it's so it's so funny because the, the white dude he don't know what's going on. He just see this black dude with a camera, you know what I'm saying? Like with a cameraman watching him do this, and the white dude is just sitting there like and he just throw his thumbs up. He was like, Yeah, that's right. He was like, That's what I'm talking about. He was like moving on again. So he go in and you know what I'm saying, he continue doing it. But it's just it's funny, bro. Just like seeing them so young, and then you know what I'm saying, like seeing them do that, and then now. You starting to see like the um you know what I'm saying like you starting to see a lot of them doing things like people if you have watched it like you know what I'm saying Earl Sweatshirt was in there, you know what I'm saying? Like he was a part of the group. And I remember when Earl Sweatshirt he had a skit on there where he was acting like Joe Budden. <laughs> like he had the he had the face paint <laughs> with the beard and everything, like he, he had the ball cap on, like bro, it was hilarious. And then he got this other one where they doing like scared straight. Mm-hmm. So this nigga is in there. He got the jumpsuit on and everything, but all the kids are sitting in there, and he just going crazy. He's saying some wild shit. So the kids is like they literally scared, right? So in the midst of him talking, the the guards come in with like two or three prisoners, and they mm-hmm. like, "Hey man, like what are you doing?" And he stand up. He was like, "Oh my fault, man." He was like, "Bro, you supposed to be cleaning up." And then he go grab his mop and he go grab the cart. And he leave out. <laughs> so all the kids is looking at each other like, "What the fuck?" Like, what are you supposed to be here? So, bro, if y'all get a chance, bro, go on HBO Max and watch Loiter Squad, bro. It's hilarious. Um, it's it's just it is pure uncensored comedy, bro. But it's it's interesting seeing you know what I'm saying like Tyler the Creator and his group doing that. So I just thought it was dope to be able to see, you know what I'm saying, the stuff that they were doing then and now seeing where he is now. It's it's very interesting, but it's fire though, bro. That's what's up, man. That's funny. That's fucking funny. Hilarious, man. So um, <laughs> I blasted that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my bad. <laughs> You are. I could. I could just see a golf ball going nowhere. And bro, somebody act like you, they bro. did something. I'm tell- no, oh, like man. when you, when you see him hit it though, he got the swing down and everything. It just don't go nowhere. Like it really <laughs> didn't go nowhere. Like it literally went like a few yards up. He turned around, looked at that white man. He was like, "I'm blasting that motherfucker." Did white dude just look? He was like, <laughs> "I'm hey. like, man, what in the world, bro?" It's it's funny though, man. Oh man. So uh today, man, we doing a um 
We're doing a very interesting movie. Uh, this is one of my uh, picks for the Christmas movie. Um, the Christmas movie marathon that we're doing this year. Um, it's called Fred Claus, starring Vince Vaughn, uh, Paul Giamatti, Elizabeth Banks, John Michael Higgins. Um, it came out. What year did this come out? 2007. Okay, yeah, it came out 2007. Thank you, sir. Um, came out 2007, and it's basically about um, the origin of Santa Claus, but through the point of view of his older brother, Fred. And uh, basically, Fred is a misfit. He's the misfit of the family. Um, he got a beef with uh, Nick, who... He didn't. Well, at first, when it happened, you know, what I'm saying he was saying he was supposed to be the best big brother ever, and then next thing you know, he started getting jealous because you know, what I'm saying my man Nick was destined for great stuff, ended up becoming Santa Claus. And the funny thing about this movie is that it's a part in this movie, um, that basically says that once you become a saint, you know, what I'm saying you basically live forever, mm-hmm. so and that includes your siblings and your parents. And your spouse. So technically, these niggas is old as hell. <laughs> they old as shit, bro. But um, the movie basically is about um, Fred learning how to be more accountable, and he ends up saving Christmas um, because he runs into uh, well, Santa Claus runs into uh, a, I don't even know what to call dude. He was he was a hater. He 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 was a uh a a perfect uh, what did they call him uh, to make sure that everything went perfect or smooth or oh, he was man. definitely a perfectionist. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. But he was a hater though, bro. And then was, the greatest part about it is Kevin Spacey plays this dude. Yeah, play Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey killed that role, bro. He definitely killed that role, bro. He did a great job at that. I mean. I'm not shocked at that part of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we already had the semi Kevin Spacey uh conversation mm-hmm. when we did uh uh what did we do? We did American uh Beauty. American Beauty. So yeah, but I mean the look I mean at the end of the day the dude got talent. He, you know he, what definitely, I'm does. he definitely he got does. talent, man. He uh and then he's very well rounded, man. He could be in a comedy role like yeah, uh horrible bosses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He played a great dirty professor in 21. Like yep. he he he's I mean, man, you already know how I feel about the negotiator. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he murdered this role. Um remember I told you from the get-go. Well, this is my first time seeing this. And mm-hmm. um, which is surprising to me because I'm a huge uh Vince Vaughn fan. Yeah. And uh, but when you first said Fred Claus, like I said on the coming soon, I thought that. It was the one movie with Tim, Tim Allen, Allen in it yeah. when he played Santa Claus. So, uh, but watching this for the first time, man, there was some very interesting things that I noticed. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting right out the gate, man. So right out the gate, because we both got siblings. Right. And I just thought it was very interesting to to put this in there because it was like, you know, like you said, he was like, oh, I'm going to be the best big brother ever. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Nick just kept, you know, no matter what happened, like, I think what really first pitched him off was when he made Nick that book that had Nicholas on it. And mm-hmm. then he was like, hey, I think it's I don't really need much, so I'm going to give all the, my presents away. Yeah. And he's like, yo, like, I put in effort 
making that book for you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And you're just going to give it away. So I think that was like the starting point. But really what was the ending point was when he cut down that tree because he came up with the whole oh, idea of having a Christmas tree and he broke the birdhouse. Yeah. And where I was going with this is okay, so a little personal thing here. Because I got I wanted to say this to make my point. So mm-hmm. on my dad's side, I am I'm the middle. Okay. And so I got a little brother. And I remember um me and my dad, we was we was having a conversation one day, and I can't remember how it started, but um but he brought it to the point that my little brother always thought that my dad like favored me, like mm-hmm. treated me better than him or whatever. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't think that's the point, but I said, but you also got to realize out of the three kids you got, I'm the only kid to live with you. Like all your mm-hmm. other kids didn't live with you. Mm-hmm. So that was, I think that that kind of went along with that. But the point that I'm making is like, I think that there are situations where a child will feel that they're being, you know, favored or, you know, this one get treated better and all this type of stuff. And I think that it's very relatable because for number one, I never knew that they yeah. felt that way. But I also know that me and him, I mean, you know, I mean, we okay, but we we just don't, we don't rock like we brothers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and I just thought that was very interesting to put that in the story of the fact of his parents, I mean, even for his mom to be like, you need to be more like Nicholas. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like, I, I just don't think you say that to your child. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that in, at the end of the day, like, with all individuals, like, you have to be your own individual person. Even if you have twins, you can mm-hmm. have twins and they can be totally different. Yeah, that's you know true. what I'm saying? They can, they can have nothing in common and yeah, they're still true. twins. So I just thought that that part was, was bad, but I also thought that it was great to put it in there because I think that it's very relatable because I think that our siblings out there who go through those type of things and also to double up, I know I'm putting a lot on you in one little question, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when you got one person that's destined for greatness, I always wonder like, what is it like having that, like Chris Paul and his brother? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if his brother played ball, but you got one brother that's famous all over the place. Everybody know who he is. He got state farm commercials all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you just looked at as Chris Brown, Chris Brown, Chris Paul's little brother, or big brother. I think it's big mm-hmm. brother. But it's like I always wonder, like how those siblings dealt with like having one famous brother or sister, yeah. and everybody looking at you as less than because <laughs> your brother or sister is famous. Like, how did you take that whole relationship with Fred, his parents, and his brother, and the whole sibling thing? Like, how did you take that? Um. I, I understood it because, you know, I am the oldest. So um, my sister is nine, ten years younger than me. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got a lot of space in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I kind of understood what Fred was going through because, you know, you want to be – you know, and he was significantly older than Nick too, because you know what I'm saying when um when he had told him, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna be the best big brother in the world, he looked like he was like at least seven or eight at the time. Yeah. So 
Um, you know what I'm saying? Like you you deal with the with the whole thing of, you know what I'm saying, the response it's a lot of responsibility on you because you're the oldest. You have to set the example, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a bunch of stuff that goes into that to where you kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like after a while, bro, it kind of get irritating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's certain privileges that they get that you may not get, you know what I'm saying? Or at least that's how you look at it. You don't realize like it's kind of on both sides. Um I think that for Fred, he just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't the fact that he was doing anything wrong. It was just, he, it, it, he looked like he was basically mediocre compared to Nick because, you know what I'm saying? Nick was destined for something greater. So everything that was happening with Nick, everything that was around Nick, you know what I'm saying? was always like on the up and up far as Fred, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Getting his bird house destroyed. But, it was all in good faith because Nick was just like, yo, since you love this tree so much, I'm trying to cut it down and bring it in the house for you. So you can always be around it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he was really trying to do something for him. He just didn't understand like, or, and, and I think he did actually, because in the end you kind of see that he remembered, but he was, you know what I'm saying? He was really doing stuff out of good faith. You know what I'm saying? When he had got the book or the journal and he was like, well, I don't really, you know what I'm saying? I got enough. I just want to go get this to somebody. I don't think he was just like, oh, I don't care about this. I think he was just trying to do something good for somebody else. And, you know what I'm saying, Fred was like, yo, I just spent my time making that for you, and you just going to give it away. So I kind of understood where Fred was coming from, but at the same time, I, I also understand where Nick was coming from too. You know what I'm saying? He just had a, a big heart. He just wanted to, you know what I'm saying, be a good person at the end of the day. And I think that with Fred, you know, he kind of felt left out because – they did kind of, I don't want to say favor, but they did kind of show him a little bit more love than they did Fred. Cause he was, you know what I'm saying? Like he was so, you know what I'm saying? Such a, a good person. And so that they, his, their parents kind of gravitated a little bit towards Nick. Plus he was the youngest too. So, you know what I'm saying? They, they kind of gravitated towards him. Um, what I thought was interesting too, outside of the sibling thing. Uh, I mean, not outside of the sibling thing, but about the uh, sibling thing was the uh, siblings anonymous. I was going to wait, but that was hilarious. But no, that, that scene was so funny because of the siblings that they picked. Yeah. So the best alone, brother. So they had Frank alone. They had, um, who was that? I forgot what ball, I forgot what ball when it was. It wasn't, um, was it Stephen Baldwin? I think it was Stephen Baldwin. Um, and then they had uh, <laughs> they had dude that was um Bill Clinton's brother. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was funny because you don't realize, like, you don't realize just <clears throat> how much higher you know what I'm saying. Like that whole situation goes now that they have, like you said, with with Chris Paul and his brother. Now that you got a famous you know what I'm saying, sibling, you know what I'm saying, like, and the funny thing is, like, Frank Stallone is not, he he's not not a celebrity, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. he, he actually does movies, he's been in movies and TV shows and everything else, and, like, I remember he used to do the, um, the World's Dumbest series, you know what I'm saying, like, where they'd be showing the videos, and you know how the people be commenting on it, Frank Stallone was in, like, a bunch of them, so it's like, he's been on TV and stuff, Stephen Baldwin does movies and does television shows. 
So seeing them, I kind of got that. Like, you know what I'm saying? They was a little envious, jealous of their brother because they wanted that fame. But Bill Clinton's brother, <laughs> that yeah, was bro. that's the one I didn't understand. Cause I'm like, bro, we get it. Like, yeah, okay, you the you the president's brother, but nobody's gonna know that. Like, no, nobody's <laughs> gonna know that George the president's brother. That's the point though. It's like just imagine like if your brother, you know what I'm saying, is the president, and then mm-hmm. you'd be like, people like see you around, but they don't really know who you are. And like, right. let's just say you at a grocery store and somebody's talking about you know, what's going on, you know, in the world or whatever. Oh, I think uh, President Clinton is doing this. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, that's my brother. Yeah, but President Clinton is doing it. Like, ain't nobody gonna believe it. It's like, it's just so weird. And then, like, what made it so, what made it so real, but also hilarious at the first time, because mm-hmm. he was just like, yo, uh, my name is Fred. Uh, my brother is uh, Santa Claus. Yeah. And everybody like, look, man, this is a serious group, man. We ain't got no time to be playing around here. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> He's like, no, like he's really my brother. And they're like, right. hey, boy, that shit was funny, boy, because that one dude got heated, but he turned red in there. Stephen Baldwin, yeah, that's the one he got. Yeah. He got mad, yeah. He got mad, boy. I was like, yo, like, I just thought, like that, that. I thought it was funny. But I just think this, I think it's a real relatable thing, man, just to sit mm-hmm. back and, like, really think about, like, what these other siblings be going through. Yeah, do they, do they reap the, the, the great labors of it of having a brother with a uh, sister with money, like yeah, because you know, you know, if you ever need something, I'm pretty sure your brother or sister will look out for you. You know, if you, you know, you're low on money, you know, you need, you know, need some money for your house payment, they can help you with that. If y'all in good condition, if y'all relationship in good condition, like if it's a situation where you need a loan or you need a house, look, we just watched a movie. Um, true story. You know, what I'm saying, even though it was a fictional story. With Kevin Hart and his brother, but at the same time, real people go through that shit. You have that older or younger sibling that wanna be as significant as their brother or, or their famous brother or sister is, but they're not. And it's kind of like I always wonder like what is their psyche like when you have to when you see that your your famous sibling is famous all throughout the world, everybody know who they are. And, you know, because you always going to look at them like, yo, that's my little, that's my little big brother or right. little big sister. That's just, you know what I mean? And then yeah. it's kind of like you have, and then, because what I always wonder is it like, if it's a situation where it's like, you see that change in them. Mm-hmm. See now, now, Nicholas never changed. That's just how he's always been. What yeah. I wonder is like, is some of these guys who are girls who were, you know, I don't know, not as outgoing or like, you know, some of them, they, they, they get that money and they get that status and they kind of change. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, like, do these siblings be like, yo, that's not you. Like, that's not the real you. That ain't how you used to be. And it's like that money kind of changed you type of thing. And I just, you know, I just always wanted like how that was. So I just thought that that was a, a very relatable thing to add to this movie like it's a holiday movie but i'm pretty sure that there are people who feel that way i'm, I'm pretty sure like even when it comes down to christmas gifts and shit i wonder is there a sibling that's like oh so you get a playstation 5 and they bought me an ipad you know what mm-hmm. i mean or you know what i mean like you might be like oh you favoring them so it's like I don't know, man. I just thought it was a very relatable thing to put into this movie. So I thought adding sure. that and adding that um, Siblings Anonymous, 
I thought that was a dope touch to add towards the end. Yeah, for sure, man. That was actually pretty funny. Um, so let's get into the characters, man. Um, first up, you know what I'm saying? We got the main character, Fred Claus, played by Vince Vaughn. He is, um, for the for lack of a better word, he's a um, a he's a, a slacker, man. <laughs> he's, I mean, that's the only way to put it, bro. Dude is a slacker. You know what I'm saying? He he out here, he do, you know what I'm saying? He doing any and everything to get by. You know, um, he got to live with the fact that his brother is Santa Claus, and then every year he has to hear about. You know what I'm saying? How the world reveres his brother and how they love his brother so much. And don't nobody know this dude is Santa Claus's brother. So he out there knocking over the uh knocking the heads off of the Santa Claus uh statues and you know what I'm saying? He he hey. taking the, uh <laughs> he taking money away from Salvation Army Santa's and it's it's a lot going on, bro. Yo, but when he was talking to that girl, you didn't really know what oh, was going God. on. And he was talking funny. to that girl by taking her TV. Yeah, and then, and then all it was, he's the repo man. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> you see, that's what I'm saying. The, the irony, the irony of him, you know, so like his brother is bringing people gifts. This dude is taking people Thank stuff. <laughs> like, just the irony in that is in itself hilarious. Hey, the conversation. He, was, I wish I could remember it more because we're a couple of days late, so I watched it Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yo, boy, I wish I could remember what he was saying to that little girl. It was so funny. Vince Buns has got this thing about him, dude. It's just like all he got to do is just explain a story to you. And that yeah. shit is mad hilarious. Because he was just going over all of these different scenarios about when she grows up and this and that. That shit was funny. But I thought his relationship with Slam was dope, though. Yeah. Um, You know, basically the black kid that lives upstairs. Um. You know, come to find out, he got pretty much abandoned. But like, it was just dope for him. <laughs> Soon as he come down, you they they introduce him by saying like, "Oh, so this happens often." Because when he comes in, he was like, "Yo, you want your glass of milk?" Yeah. You know, and so he fits him a glass of milk. And he putting his feet on the couch. He's like, man, why tell you about putting your feet on my couch? He was <laughs> yeah. like, "Yo, your shoes are dirty, and you putting your dirty feet on my couch." <laughs> and so it's like introducing him that way. It's like, oh, so he deal with this kid a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the second time the kid comes around is uh, social store, social services coming to take him because right. his, he lost both of his parents. So right. he didn't have a guardian. And he tried to say, tell them you're my dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's like, I'm his dad. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the kid's father. Come I'm on, the man. kid's father. I'm like, hey, man, this dude is stupid. But, um, but at the end of the day, like Fred isn't a bad guy. Right. He's just, it's just like you say, he's just a slacker. He's just mm-hmm. like, he's he, he probably had that thing in his system of like, no matter what I do, it's never going to be as good as what my brother does. Exactly. So he's just like, yo, I'm just going to be out here winging it. You know what I'm saying? Get a regular job. But like you said, the irony of his brother is bringing people stuff. And he's mm-hmm. taking people stuff who don't pay their bills. And yeah. it's like, yo, you look at that house and you're like, so y'all went to Renaissance to get a TV? Like, y'all couldn't buy it? Like, saying, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was, that, that was kind of you know, kind of strange there, you know, but but it was just, dude, if if y'all aren't Vince Vaughn fans, like, I'm telling you, you I, yeah, this dude is, he, he is really one of a kind, man, and he's one of the guys, he's, he's really not spoken about a lot, because he mm-hmm. got 
a sneaky, really good career, man, um, behind him. But it was uh, if Fred Claus, though. I mean, are, are we doing the whole Fred Claus like thing? Because it's like for him to be the one like to save Christmas in the way that he saved Christmas. Yeah, it's like yo, it's 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 wild. No, so, dude, no, so, no. Hold on. Go ahead, hold on, real, quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, dude. The intervention. Oh, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> and that shit ain't had nothing to do with him, though. That's that's the funniest part about the whole thing. Yo, and then they brought his girl, and she had she's just coming off of, oh, I had to do this thing with my brother. And she was like, I didn't even know you had a brother. And then and so, like, this nigga Santa Claus. And yeah, and then she's like sitting in his room, and she's like, like that's how she's introduced to his family. Is just finding out right off the rip that your brother is Santa Claus, and she that's didn't have crazy. no questions. Like you ask, like how old are these? But people? see, that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the greatest part about that, though. Like this is why this is why I like this movie so much because it is it's not like out of the loop with certain stuff. And that situation, like you, your mind so blown because this whole time you an adult, you know what I'm saying. You've been thinking that oh, well, Santa Claus ain't real, and da, da, da. and then you in the room now, you in the North Pole, you just looking like, and this nigga really is sitting right here. You like. What are you supposed to say in that moment? There's nothing you can say. You just sitting there yeah. like, hell no, nah. like this nigga is really real. Like, yeah, so I, I I enjoyed the certain things that they put in the movie to kind of make it like, you know what I'm saying, give it that sort of realism. Even though this is like a straight fantasy movie. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I, I enjoyed that. Um what did you think about him saving Christmas? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was a uh that was a funny way of, you know what I'm saying, like kind of, or not kind of. It was, for, to me, I felt like it was a funny way of having him, you know what I'm saying, like realize his potential finally. That, and also I think that it was, I, I think it was really dope for mm-hmm. the simple fact of, for number one, like him, them showing like all the, chimneys he's going down and trying mm-hmm. to stuff all the cookies down his throat and like going into one I can't remember what they were I think it was Jewish yeah, but they were sitting there eating and then he got like some of their food and all this type of shit nobody thought it was weird that this yeah. dude is just popping up no beard no nothing with a Santa Claus suit that don't fit just right. falling down your garage uh, coming down your uh, fireplace like I just thought that that was funny but I thought it was dope for the simple fact of because it's it's deemed to be that's the whole thing about Santa Claus. It's like mm-hmm. how the fuck do he go to everybody's house, bro? And put a toy in, in one night, and for the whole thing for it to be, and like like and like uh, Willie said, only a clause can do it. Mm-hmm. Like it can't like because he because Fred tried to ask for Willie to do it. Yeah. And Willis like, no, only a clause can do it. Mm-hmm. So I thought what was dope about it, it's one of those good storybook ending things yeah, where the fact definitely. of the, the insignificant brother can also save Christmas too. Mm-hmm. Even though Santa's done it, I don't know, 300 times, well, you know, all Fred needed to do was do it one time. Yep. And I think that that would give him that confidence to be like, oh, well, shit, I, I did what my brother do. So now... Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not as worthless as right. I felt that I was. So I thought right. that that was dope for him to be the one 
to uh, say Christmas, him and Willie, you know what I'm saying? And then to finish up the day uh, to uh, give his girl her gift. You know what I'm saying? She got a few gifts. Um, mm -hmm. She didn't even know uh, dude just miraculously just moved in, didn't even ask. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> hey, yo, that's like, uh, that's like, I was, uh, you know, how I'm a Ebro in the uh, morning fan. Mm -hmm. And, like, they got this one, this one segment where, uh, oh, man, it's, uh, where somebody got, got ghosted or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so, dude ghosted this girl because he said that he felt that, you know, she was kind of coming on to him a little too fast and all this type of shit. So he tells a story about what happened to him before her, his ex-girlfriend. And they was like, so what? They was like, it sounds like you got trust issues. He was like, yeah. He said, my last girl just moved in without me knowing. They was like, how the hell you don't know your girl moved in? <laughs> he was like, well, she was bringing stuff a little bit by a little bit. But then she just said that she uh, just up and gave up her lease. <laughs> he was like, she didn't even say that. And I was like, yo, that's what that reminded me of. Cause he mm -hmm. just like, oh, I lost my apartment. So like, I'm gonna be here. And it's like that's he didn't even ask. Like, so I thought I thought that's funny, but it was great, man. What what did you think about it? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was cool. Um, you know what I'm saying? The fact that he kind of stepped up and you know what I'm saying made it happen because his his whole initial thing was remember he had uh stamped all the all the naughty kids nice. Mm -hmm. And, you know what I'm saying, he was just looking and he was basically, him and Nick had had that talk and he was just saying, like, yo, you know what I'm saying, like, every kid is not bad. Like, they all deserve something. It's just some of them are misunderstood. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. That was kind of his message. And he even kind of helped Nick realize, you know what I'm saying, like, some things, you know what I'm saying, could definitely change. So for him to then get the sled, you know what I'm saying, go out there and then go to each house and, you know what I'm saying, drop a toy in everybody's house, make sure that every kid had a toy and then to finish it in the nick of time and still make it back, even though they lost communications, you know what I'm saying? With the North pole and everything else. I thought that that was good because, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, it kind of gave him that confidence. Like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I am, you know what I'm saying? Pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's not just the fact that, you know what I'm saying? Nick is so great. I think it's just something that we all got and it helped, you know what I'm saying? It actually helped him realize some things. So I thought that was a powerful, um, it was a powerful moment in the movie. Um, so Nick, man, played by Paul Giamatti, one of my favorite dudes. Um, I, I've liked Paul Giamatti ever since. Um, what's the movie with him and Frankie Muniz? Uh, Blue. Um, oh, I forgot what that movie is called. Um, hold on, I gotta find it, bro. <clears throat> Why are you doing that, man? Like, yeah. I, I I like him too, man. I think he's dope, man. Like, um, like Sideways was good um, when he mm -hmm. was in that. I'm trying to watch Billions. Um, I've watched a few episodes. Um, I I, I don't know. Maybe I just need some more. I think I need to watch some more. But it, it isn't anything that you know. But uh, he was great, even though he was the villain and straight out of Compton. Uh, he was good in that. He was good in San San Andreas. I think San Andreas is like who he really is. He looked like a weather a weather specialist. Like, <laughs> he just looked like he would just know everything about weather, dude. So he was yeah. dope in that for me. Um, I love him in you know he it was really quick though uh, when he did Amazing Spider Man too. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, yeah, he was um, a rhino. 
Yeah, he was a rhino. He was dope in Parkland too. Parkland is a very dope movie, underrated. Mm-hmm. But you it was that movie? Uh, yeah, it was a uh, big fat liar. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, was, he was the one dude that uh, I think he got some money. Like Frankie Muniz took his money or something, but I forgot what happened. But he was like uh, the, the the tow truck dude pulled up. He was like, they said something about a little blue car. They didn't say anything about a little blue man. But ever since that movie, bro, I thought Paul Giamatti was hilarious, man. He's he had some great roles. Um, you named a bunch of them. So actually seeing him in this role, being like the nice guy, the super nice guy, he does a great job of doing that. Um, it kind of it was kind of reminiscent of when he was um, Martin's partner in uh, Big Mama's house. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He that that same kind of you know what I'm saying like joyous role. So I, he did a great job in this. Um, he did a great job being Santa Claus. I thought the fight part was funny. That was actually hilarious to me when they were throwing snowballs at each other and then they ended up getting into a little tussle. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? That was dope. Um, what did you think about him playing uh, St. Nick? It's hilarious when I look at him from the, from the movies that I know him from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know him from, you know what I'm saying, The Negotiator. You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. him from The Illusionist and, like, San Andreas. So, those are just so different for him <laughs> playing St. Nick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it it was funny seeing him playing that character. But I got to bring back the scene that, that you had brought up because I thought that it was very significant just from people seeing stuff from two different point of views. Right. From Fred looking at life the way that he looked at life and he looking at life the way he looks at it. He's like, oh, well, this kid is naughty because he's doing this or he's tearing up a room and all this type of stuff. And Fred mm-hmm. has been in the real world. He's like, yo, they're not bad. They're just misunderstood. Are you judging them off of a bad moment? So that doesn't mean that they just do not deserve anything. Yeah. So I thought that that was dope for him to show him something in a different point of view. But um, but him playing St. Nick was kind of weird. Um. Because just seeing him in the roles, like even uh even like Parkland, dude, he, he was he he was the guy that caught the the JFK assassination on tape. Like that, mm-hmm. like the one one video that you see when they're going down the road and you see him actually get shot in the back of the head. Yeah. Like Paul Giamatti plays the guy that was holding the camera. Oh, okay. In in Parkland. But like just to see him in these different now, he's a very rare verse dude. He's another actor who don't really get spoke about either that, that does a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was funny seeing him in St. Nick. Like you said, the snowball fight was funny. Um he caught one to the ribs, knocked him out. Yeah. Um but it it, it was funny seeing him playing that role. And I, I think it fit, even though even though I didn't see him as that character. I think I think it fit of yeah. what he was doing um, for him to be that person who. Um, that, another thing, look, this also goes along with what we was talking about earlier. For Fred to ask him for fifty k for fifty k, yeah, and he's like, I need to stop enabling him. I need to stop doing this. But that's my brother. Right, you know what I mean, and it's like I think a lot of these people be feeling entitled, not entitled, 
but uh yeah and you know they feel like they have to help them if they're in a jam like they have to help mm-hmm. their sibling if they're in a jam so i just thought that it was funny but at the same time for his wife for mrs claus to be yo you need to start fucking with them. like <laughs> like you know but but you know what i'm saying man no matter if if y'all don't really get along and all that type stuff, man. At the end of the day, man, like that's like that's your sibling, so he he looked yeah. out for him. So I was I wasn't mad at it, man. I, I wasn't mad at it. I think he did a really great job at uh, playing uh, playing Santa Claus, man. He yeah. he's more he's more of a relatable Santa Claus than what the other depictions of Santa Claus that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I think that this was a more realistic type of character. That's playing Santa Claus. Okay, so um, overall, what did what did you really think about the movie? Like this being your first time seeing it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know, what I'm saying? you got pretty much a, a fresh perspective. What did you I, think and, of yeah. the whole movie in, in total? I do, I do got a fresh perspective, and I thought I thought it was good. Um, you know, it being a 2007 film, but I'm I'm able to, I think. An ability that I have is, and I think that you have it too, to be able to watch a movie in that time sense of like, okay, this is 2007. What was things like in 2007? You know, so like I can go back and watch an older movie and try to think in those terms of that year. And I thought that this movie was a really good movie, man. I'm mad that, that, uh, that I slept on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really never, uh, I really never watched it. But like I told you before, I'm not a huge Christmas guy. Like I, I fuck with Home Alone and Home Alone Two and stuff like that because like I really fuck with the movies. Like I'm not watching it because it's Christmas time. Like even this Christmas, like I fuck with this Christmas because I love the script. I love all the actors that are in it. I thought that it was just a really good movie. So yeah. like for so you and look, think about the movies that I'm even talking about. Like when we when I talk about like I look at the first movie that I picked, I picked Die Hard. Mm-hmm. It's not even a Santa Claus in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I really never really watched Christmas movies like that. That's like dealing with Santa Claus. So um, so I'm mad that I slept on it, man. But for the first watch. I thought it was a I thought it was a really good movie, man. You know, I, I love Rachel uh, Weiss. I think that she's a, a really good actress. She she played Fred Claus's girlfriend that he just uh moved in on and she didn't even know he was coming. Right. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but for for a first watch, man, I thought I thought it was pretty good, man. I think that I put it this way. I had said that um when it came to Elf that I said that I probably wouldn't watch Elf again. I would definitely watch Fred Claus again. Yeah, for sure. So I ain't mad um, at it. I don't know about that one, but you know what I'm saying. Elf is, <laughs> Elf is, Elf is the top dog, bro. I'm sorry, that shit is too funny to me, man. Um, just just the fact that Will Ferrell has the genius enough to play that simple minded character for that long, is, I'm impressed. I'm sorry, I'm so impressed. Um, but that, that nigga said the radiator was hissing, bro. That shit was funny. Um, but for me, rewatching this, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, when I first seen it, you know what I'm saying? I already knew it was what it was because, especially in 2007, you know what I'm saying? Vince Vaughn was he was getting off movies left and right, bro. 
Like, um, he was a part of that group where, you know what I'm saying, it was Vince Vaughn, Paul Rudd, um, Owen Wilson, Will Ferrell. Um, oh, man, who else was in that? Um, I'm missing somebody, man. I'm missing somebody. Uh, I forgot who. Somebody. Uh, Craig Robinson was in it. Um, um, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Seth yeah, Rogen Seth was Rogen. in that joint. Um, what's the other dude's name? Uh, they was in um, Pineapple Express together. Oh, uh, uh, shit! I know you. Franco. James Franco. The, James Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying, James Franco, um, Jonah Hill, like, they all had this, they all had, like, this group where they was, like, kind of doing the Adam Sandler thing, and, like, they would just work with each other nonstop. Um, and I remember reading reading this article about them, like, 2000, I think it came out, like, 2009, where they was just saying, like, these dudes really, like, come through for each other. So, like, they were taking pay cuts to work in movies with each other, and Vince Vaughn was, like, one of the main ones where he was just, you know what I'm saying, he was constantly, like, anytime they needed him, he was the first one to step up and do it. And, like, in, in this time, he had, like, all of these great movies that was dropping left and right, like um, The Breakup, uh, Wedding Crashers, Couples Retreat, um, you know what I'm saying, this one, Fred Claus. Um, the Watch came out in 2012. He did Dilemma. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. He was in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He was in Be Cool. He did Dodgeball. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had, uh, he was in Anchorman. Yeah, Starsky and Hutch. You know what I'm saying? Old School. Um, Zoolander. Like, he was, he was, he was in these movies where he starred in some of them, but at the same time, like, he was playing supporting roles in most of them. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, when the time came to it, like, anytime he was on film, he shined. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And along with the rest of those guys in that group, like they just it, it was something about what they had, that chemistry that they had that just made those movies great. And it's just, you know, what I'm saying like it was good to see him. So actually seeing him do this one, you know, what I'm saying with which is kind of out of that lane, like he still brought his own twist to it, but it's mm-hmm. still kind of out of that lane of comedy. It's more so like a a feel-good story more so than it is a comedy. So it was interesting seeing him in that. So um, you ready for uh, the Fire Flames, bro? Oh, hold on. One, one last thing. One last thing. So we, we got we got to talk about this uh, this Willie and Charlene thing, man. Come on. Oh, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Look, Willie. I'm sorry, man. Charlene yeah, is man. not going for Willie in the real life, man. Like, we all know that. Like, we all know. Like for Elizabeth Banks to be Charlie, and you got my man um, John Michael Higgins, who's playing an elf who's like three feet tall. And dude, that last part was so hilarious. Well, when he walked into that bar or whatever that thing was, walked straight up to her, grabbed a chair, <laughs> slid hey. the chair over in front of her, hey. and he and he got his he got his smooch, bro. Yo, I'm like, if y'all know. Look, listen, y'all need to stop. <laughs> like, this is not happening. But it was so funny because they set you up through the whole movie because Fred just got there, literally mm-hmm. just got there, and she knew Fred's name. And every time she went to Willie, she could never remember what Willie's name was. I mean, 
nigga, she's she's in the land full of elves. Like <laughs> she didn't really have much to choose from. I mean, this is true, but it was just like Willie being the main elf, the top dog of elves. Yeah, and she never knew his name. Hey, Amen. And she was sending she was sending us helper. Santa's little helper. She ain't, she ain't need to remember that man's name. Top elf ain't over Santa's little helper, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She got the big dog position. Yeah, we got to talk about this, man. What about that, it? That, that's, your, that's your Santa's helper? I mean... I mean, I ain't mad at him. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Great choice. Yo, you don't think Mrs. Claus like, hey, if you don't get no dude Santa helper about this bitch? What Mrs. Claus, sir? Mrs. Claus don't got no say so around that joint. That's Santa, bro. Saint Nick, come on, man. I, I, you know what he I, gave? You know what he gave Mrs. Claus? He gave Mrs. Claus eternal life. This is how you would that crazy. <laughs> what are you we talking hey, about? You want to die soon? Shut up. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, what are we talking about? This, that's funny. That's funny. Nah, but uh, but now nah, I was just saying that I I just thought that it was funny. But like I say, this is a a one of those movies where you you get the feel good ending. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, for for Willie to finally get his shine. Um, you know, Ludacris played the DJ in there. Um, that was funny. He, he tried to he tried to fight Fred. Uh, he grabbed him by the leg. That's all he could do. Um, but <laughs> but I thought that was funny. Uh, that they had Ludacris playing the DJ in there, and now he would play is the same Christmas song over and over and over and over and over. And, over. <laughs> and even Fred said that he said, "Yo, we gotta talk about your DJ, man." He kept playing the same song over and over and over and over yeah, and over bro, and like over and over. And they could have found a doper Christmas song than that, bro. Hey, yo, this one is so stupid, but he was like over and over and over and over and over <laughs> and over. He was like, I'm like, yo. <laughs> Nah, I just want I just wanted to bring that up, man. But I'm ready for the fire fireplace, man. Let's do it, man. Yoga fire, yoga flame. All right, man. So it's fire flame time for the people who don't know. Fire flames is uh, basically uh, our rating system, man. One through five, one being the worst, five being the best, and we use the fire emoji. So if you would like to get in on the action, man, hit us up on the socials. Let us know what your rating is um, and make sure that you hashtag viewers anonymous. I'm sorry, not viewers anonymous, hashtag the title of the episode that you um, are reviewing. And um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to let the people know what you thought it was. Um, so for this one, uh, I'm going to give it a four. Um, I enjoyed this movie. I still enjoy this movie. It's a great movie to watch with the kids. It's not nothing over the top or crazy um, that you got to, you know what I'm saying, kind of watch. It's a great family movie. It's fun. It's funny. Um, and, you know what I'm saying, it's some lessons in there that, you know what I'm saying, that can be taught as well. You know what I'm saying, great things to talk about with your kids. You know what I'm saying, we started it off with the whole sibling rivalry thing. Um, you know, the accountability thing is something that you can kind of talk about. Um, you know what I'm saying? Taking control of your life and your destiny and all that stuff. That's something that you can talk about being humble and being nice to people and everything else. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's, it's a bunch of stuff you can talk, you know what I'm saying, about amongst yourselves and family. Um, the cast is great. Paul Giamatti, Elizabeth Banks, Vince Vaughn, um, Kevin Spacey and more, you know what I'm saying? It's a great cast. And, you know what I'm saying? The acting was pretty good too. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing that was too over the top. It wasn't nothing goofy. Um, 
and it's for the movie it is. I think they did a great job doing it too. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm right there with you, man. I'm I'm gonna give it a four as well. Um, you know, for the first watch, I thought it I thought it was really good. Uh, you shouted out the cast. I thought it was great messaging in there, and also to let the people know, like, yo, even though you have a sibling that's known worldwide you still can accomplish the same thing that they accomplished if you put your mind to it and if exactly. you're motivated about doing it. So I thought that, that was a great message as well. Um, you know, I, I liked how they put the story. Like, if you're going to give everybody a story, but and then get everybody a story, uh, Slam was able to be put with a great family. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that was dope. So I'm glad that they didn't leave us with no un, unanswered questions. Right. So it was great to see that he finally got uh, with a family that uh, that loved him. At least that, that's what we got the appearance of. So, and a black uh, family too. That was that yeah. was very important. So uh, so that was dope, man. So I, I'm definitely gonna give it a four, man. That's what's up, bro. All right, man. Let's get move on to coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. All right, man. So coming soon. You know, saying next Tuesday. We got a great one for you. It's a classic. Um, it's definitely a Christmas movie. Star Ice Cube, Mike Epps, Friday After Next, man. You're talking about this. This might be the best Friday. <laughs> it might be the best Friday. La, 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 la. Man, it? get out of here. Fuck <laughs> out that shit. You always got to get out this corner. <laughs> hey, man. It got. This is the this is one of the first appearances of Cat Williams. Um I think no it's one of the first with Terry Crews. Um you know what I'm saying? This this one to me was funny because um I forgot what her name was, Miss Pearl. I think ain't her name is Pearl. Yeah, Miss Pearl, yeah. Yeah, so she was um her name was well, she was John Witherspoon White twice before. I know that, but I ain't talking about that. She was oh, okay. a, she used to be on she used to be a um a reoccurring uh, uh she used to have a reoccurring role on Martin. Her name started with an M. I forgot what her name was though, but she used to always be on Martin. She used to be like one of the receptionists and stuff like that. So she's been in the comedy game for a long time. And like you said, she's also been um John Witherspoon's wife. I think she was uh, his wife on Soul Plane. And, no, it was House uh, Party. It was House Party and, and um, Boomerang. Boomerang, yeah, I remember Boomerang. But um, so that's that's the funny, that's the inside joke of you know what I'm saying. Tell mm-hmm. your fine ass daddy. So that's the inside joke on that. But you know what I'm saying. This this movie, the cast is crazy. Um, the the hijinks is crazy in this. And listen, bro, <laughs> that nigga Mike. Uh, she talking about she going to trying to see what that be like. You know what I'm saying? This thing is crazy, bro. Mike Epps still the show in this movie, bro. Hey, but Oh, my God, but That was it. He said, man. <laughs> said, top flight. <laughs> he, said, he said, top flight. He said, man, don't let this man pump your head up like that and get your ass shot out here. <laughs> Everybody up to the last security guard, didn't it? He said, man, you didn't even get up to the last security guard. You do your job, but never do mine. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, my God, but that shit is hilarious. Because I like, I say this before we go. 
like what I love about what Ice Cube does is like he tries to put himself out to be like the smart one, mm-hmm. but he's also willing to give you that one stupid line mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, I'm glad you did that. Because when he said that, because like even your first time watching it and you thinking, nobody said what happened to the last right. shooting <laughs> Oh right. uh, man, I am, but I'm so ready for this. But boy, this is gonna be fun for sure, man. So, um, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Tune in Tuesday, man. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna be getting busy. Um, make sure you follow us on all social media on Instagram and Twitter at View and I'm Pod on Facebook, VA Pod Watch Group. Um, hit us up, man. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know your ratings and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? We'll uh read them on the next episode. Also, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Scoops Bronson. Check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Scoops Bronson. Um, and still, man, I'm still learning and doing NFTs, still learning and messing around with crypto. If you guys got any questions or you just want to know a little bit of information or you just want to talk about them, man, hit me up. I'm always open to, uh, you know what I'm saying, do a little back and forth. <clears throat> that's what's up man uh y'all can find me at s.foster8 on instagram and twitter same handle at 28 minutes or less pod on ig uh still rocking with that one uh episode uh it might be on the last one of this year uh for 28 minutes or less but you know i could surprise y'all but go check out that last episode of me and scoops bronson uh, did for uh, the top albums, man, uh, 2021. So go check that out, man. We had a great music talk. Um, we always have really, really good music conversations. So uh, I suggest for everybody to go check that out, man, because it's, it's really a dope episode, man. And that's on all major platforms. So uh, that's all I got, man. Other than I just appreciate everybody who take the time out to listen to this podcast, man. For sure, man. And um, yeah. See you guys Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We definitely appreciate it. Listen, Christmas is coming. You know what I'm saying? It's on the way. We're trying to get y'all in the holiday spirit. Um, so you know what I'm saying? Enjoy it. New Year will be here soon. And we're telling you now, man, at the top of the year next year, we got something special for y'all, man. So get ready, get prepared, and um have a happy holidays. Like they said, Hollywood, we out. I mean, woo, wrong thing. Like oh, this yeah, in Hollywood, it's a wrap. <laughs> but we're already yeah. home. Didn't we? uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Cut. <laughs> oh, man.